Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, welcome back. It's Steph here in your ear for the next 15 to 20 minutes. Um, I want to start out by thanking everybody that reached out to me after the episode that went live last week, which was talking about diagnosis of testicular cancer and the journey as a family and me as his mother and him as well have been on um, since the diagnosis and the treatment he's had. And where we are currently is chemo is done. His hair has started to grow back. We are having some more routine blood tests in the next few days um, with the results coming shortly after that to let us know how effective the chemo has been and what happens next. But we are all extremely hopeful and positive and optimistic um, that the chemo has done its job and that he will now get to just move forwards and this becomes part of his collateral beauty story. So thank you to everybody. Honestly, from my heart, I am so grateful to every single person that reached out in different capacities to me just to Send their well wishes, love, support, and everything else in between that. So thank you. And um, off the back of that episode, it's really interesting some of the um, insights I've had as a mother and some of the ways in which I have learned and grown as a result of that. I- I've entitled this episode of the podcast, Will I Ruin My Kids? Because I know it's something that I've always been concerned about as um, a parent, as a mother, I know the work I've done on stuff that happened in my childhood and I um, want my children to not ever have experienced anything like that. But that's an unrealistic expectation, right, to to have this perfect life as they as they grow up and make everything um, picture perfect. And actually, it's something I tried to do for many years and suck up my own stuff to make my kids life as happy as I possibly could when actually what I was doing is quite the reverse because I was making myself miserable. I wasn't the mum I wanted to be. I wasn't the woman I wanted to be. That was seeping out of my pores whilst I was powering through with a smile on my face. And they definitely got a better version of me when I decided that changes needed to happen and, you know, stuff changed. But one thing that my son said to me at the beginning of all of this, this diagnosis, because for obvious reasons, having a cancer diagnosis to... So one of your children is is really scary, really, really scary. And because Liam came along, he was born just under a year after my sister died. So I found out I was pregnant with him very, very quickly after she'd passed. And we all saw it as a really beautiful thing that, you know, I have very spiritual beliefs. I believe that my children chose me um, and that's how I moved through the world. And I was a firm believer and still am that Liam chose to come along at that time. It was the right time for me, the right time for my family. And he truly did make a difference, as did my other two children as well. So they equally came along. My middle son, 
I found out I was expecting him um, and my granddad passed away shortly afterwards. So we named my middle son George after my granddad. And again, it was a very beautiful thing that came as a result of loss and death. And then and then Jack came along a few years later um, by surprise. And again, another beautiful life coming into the world to remind me of everything that um, is magical and beautiful about life. But I digress. Um, Liam's kind of been told this story since since he's been here of you made us all smile again. And certainly from my perspective, you gave me a reason to to keep living. To Once I found out I was expecting you, I stopped punishing my body because at that time I was drinking heavily. And anyone who knows me knows that. I mean, I don't drink now. I haven't drunk any alcohol for two and a half years almost. Um, and that's a choice because of the way it affects my mind and the way it affects my body. But back then, I was drinking a lot. I smoked at the time as well. Um, and I was smoking at the time heavily. Anything that I could think of to numb the pain that I was experiencing, I know I wasn't eating well. Sleep was something I did when my body finally gave in. You know, it wasn't the best way to be living your life. And the, the moment I saw that positive pregnancy test, everything changed. The cigarettes got thrown away. I didn't have another drink. I just stopped doing all of those harmful things to myself. And I had a reason. I had a purpose. Like solely for me, just to look after myself wasn't enough. But for another life that I was now carrying, that I'd been blessed with, that gave me reason and hope to keep going. So Liam knows this story. He knows that he made his, you know, my parents, his grandparents smile again. He knows that he gave us all a reason to keep going. My brother, my brother was somewhat obsessed with Liam as a baby and would just want to be with him all the time because of that, just that, that life, that new life that he, he brought. But when he got his diagnosis and we were sitting chatting and there were some dark thoughts some dark moments that, that he experienced, he said to me, I can't have anything happen to me, mum, because I'm the one that saved everybody. And that kind of stopped me in my tracks. He said it with a smile on his face and it was done in kind of a jovial manner, but it really made me think, wow, here's a pressure that I've put on him. This is a massive pressure that's been given to this child to be the the saviour, the one that brought hope, the one that brought joy. And now as we talk as adults, you know, he's, he's a 27-year-old man. We can talk about these things and we can rationalise these things um, and he can understand why we all felt that way. But that has not stopped that pressure from him experiencing that. And it really got me pondering about the words that we use, how we use them and the effect that they have on others. But most importantly, the the fear that we all have of, you know, ruining our children, breaking our children, and how we can we can do it with the best intention in the world, with so much love and so much positivity that we're expressing and using those words, but they can be received so differently. And that with the best will in the world, we are all going to inadvertently at some point leave our mark on our children that might not be the way that we intended it to be left. And there's some real insights that we can get from that. I think if we become too obsessed with that, this fear of 
you know, fucking our children up. We can not parent in an authentic way because we're constantly, should I do this? Should I not do that? Am I going to break them? Am I going to ruin them? And actually then we're parenting from a place of fear and not from a fluid space because we are going to get this wrong at some point. We are all human and we're all doing the best job we can with the resources we have available to us. So the resources I had available to me at that time are very different to the ones I had when George decided to come along and then Jack decided to come along. I mean, we all know if you parented more than one child, each child gets parented differently because we're constantly learning from those experiences and we're building our resources. There was lots of chat in in the last 10 days in my WhatsApp group about returning to school and kids going back to school. And there's first time kids going to school, so mums in there are first timers. And the fears and the experiences they're having as opposed to those mums that are maybe sending their second or third or fourth or even fifth child off to school. And the difference is they've overcome those fears, they've overcome those obstacles and they've grown and learned from that and now have more resources as a result of that. There was one there was one joke I or that we've spoken about in the WhatsApp group about the mothers that are really sad to see their children go into school and then the mothers that are sort of waving them off and sort of almost jumping for joy but you you know what I'm what I'm saying there was a difference there and again that's different resources different coping mechanisms different lifetimes lived that that's presenting in those moments but I think if we take the pressure off ourselves to to do the best we can with the resources we have available to ourselves, we're going to be much more aligned with our parenting than if we're constantly assessing, if I do this, what are the repercussions of that? Because when I've spoken in the past about maps of the world, your children have their own little maps of the world as well, whether they're brand new shiny babies or 27-year-old grown-ups. They have their own unique maps that have been created throughout their lifetime lived so far. So what you might say to them with the intention of have a wonderful day at school may land completely different to them based on their map of the world. And if we're constantly assessing our style of parenting from our map of the world and thinking I'm going to get this so very wrong, we're not allowing ourselves to be flexible in thinking, but they might not see it from this way in all sense of the word. So you are going to at some point you are at some point going to be accountable to your child or children for things that you've done and said because it's had a different um, effect on them than you intended it to. My dear friend Lauren once said to her children, I know that I haven't been the best at times and I'm sure I've done something that's fucked you up. So if you need therapy, I'll pay for it. (laughs) And I loved, I mean, I love that about her, her just her honesty and her authenticity is one of the, you know two of the things that I love the most about her but I think there's something really refreshing in owning it and just saying to, I, I did the best I could with the resources I had available to me but I'm aware that I may have got it wrong or I'm aware that my actions didn't land in the way that I intended them to for you and there's a real beauty in being open and having those conversations with your children in different stages and their ages you're going to adapt your language one of the biggest things is to get really comfortable with apologising and owning it. You know, having those moments, we all do. Let's just say, you know, you're on the phone to somebody and they've really upset you and they're supposed to, I don't know, the gas man's supposed to be coming to read your meter. You've been waiting in all day. They haven't shown up and you're really pissed off because you have things to do. And then your child says, mom, mom, mom. And you go, what? For goodness sake. And 
in that moment, they get the brunt of your frustration and your anger. In those moments, we can totally own that. We can totally own that and go, I'm so sorry. Mummy was feeling frustrated because of whatever. And I shouldn't have shouted at you. And I'm so sorry, because you're actually teaching them an amazing skill, life skill there of being accountable and also being remorseful and, sh- and sharing that with somebody. So, yeah, you are going to ruin your kids at some point. They are going to say to you, possibly at some point, you did this and it made me feel like that. And the, if I was to give you one, one piece of advice today, just for today, it would be to stand in that space and just allow yourself to feel it and own it. And just notice if your defences go up. Just notice if you start to justify that behaviour and those actions in place of hearing and listening and being open to a discussion about that. So often we would say, and I've done this too, yes, but it was a really tough time because I was just going through this or I was just going through that and that's why I reacted that way as opposed to I'm so sorry that 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 landed that way for you. If it's okay with you, I'd like to explain what was going on in my life at that time. It doesn't excuse it, but it might make some sense to you. It might help you to understand why I behaved or reacted in that way. It doesn't mean that it's okay, though. You're teaching them a valid life skill, and that needs to that, that can be transferred to them. And there'll be often times when they're adults where they will also need to apologise to you as their parent as well. As a teenager, I don't think any of my uh, my kids would have done that. <laughs> Anyone who's parenting teenager will, will get what I mean by that, but it's a tough time. It is a tough time being a teen. It's an even tougher time parenting a teen. But um, yeah, the fear that we, you know, we want to make this idyllic childhood for our kids so that they, you know, they only experience great parenting and the best of you is unrealistic and your bar's way too high. And if you can come to a place of acceptance that I'm going to get it wrong sometimes, or when I do, I am going to own that and be open to hearing what that child has to say to me and we can move forward together, then I think that's a really great space to be. So just for today, think about any times in the past where you haven't been the best version of yourself as a parent. There may just be one instance that pops into your head or always pops into your head that you think, oh, I wish I'd done that differently or behaved differently. Revisit it with your child. Don't leave it. Don't let it sit there and fester within you and allow that shame and guilt guilt to continue building from a seed to an oak tree own it find a way and depending on your child's age of course but find a way that you can open a discussion about it um, I promise you it will be a very worthwhile experience so I would love you to share this podcast with anybody that you think would benefit from it hit the subscribe button so all the episodes always ping up into your um, podcast platform Um, when the episodes go live and I look forward to being in your ear next week have a great week everybody thank you for being here and listening in I am so so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger so before you go let me leave you with this final thought just for today be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear, and feel what you feel. And really notice what is right in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.